Welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed. And welcome to Faith and Love. This is going to be session five. And I'm just so happy that you joined me today. Oh my goodness. You know, uh, once again, I always talk about the things you could be doing, but the fact that you're here listening tells me that the Lord sent you here. So let's just be in agreement today in the name of the Lord Jesus that faith and love went into your heart as never before. That once again, everywhere you go, everywhere you go, people will see you and they will smell the fragrance of Jesus on you. I thank you, Lord God, for this moment. I thank you for your spirit, the truth of love and of a sound mind, Lord. Thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding, Jesus. Thank you for the person's mind and heart that you have given on this particular podcast today at this moment, Lord. You are with them and you are here. No matter when they listen, Lord, you are a God of the past, the present, and the future. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we cannot go wrong with you. We cannot go wrong with you. We win every time. We are victors. We have victory. We walk in divine, divine prosperity, Lord. We walk in the faith, Lord, that you have given us, Jesus. We walk in hope and joy and understanding, Lord. We have eternal life, Lord. And we have everything that you say we have. And we can do exactly what your word says we can do. In Jesus' name, we pray and believe. Amen. So, you know, I'm still coming to you from 1 John. So if you will, turn with me to 1 John, third chapter, starting at the 18th verse. Now, I'm going to read all the way down to the 24th verse, okay? All right, starting at the 18th verse, it says, Dear children, let not... uh, Let me start over. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. This is a very powerful scripture. Dear children, let us not love with words of tongue or tongue, but with actions and in truth. So love is an action. It's not just a word that we say. It's an action. I want you to remember that when you're in the relationship with anyone, friendship, relationship, romantically, excuse me, or marriage, Love is an action and truth and in truth. Oh, Lord. Oh, in truth, in truth, in truth, in truth, in truth. So actions show you. I mean, literally, if you think about actions, separate a bad action from a good action. How do you know a tree based on the fruit that it bears? A good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. So love is a good tree that bears good fruit. All right. And love is an action in truth. If you see anything otherwise, it is not the Lord and it is not love. I want to make sure I express that. Okay. There's no, this is not a in-between kind of a conversation. Well, if this and what if that, that, that's if and what if it's not the Lord. We're talking about actions in deed and in truth. So I want you to take that and apply it to your situation today. No matter who you're talking about. We're talking about actions in deed and in truth. The proof is in the pudding. That's one of my sayings I always like to say. It's in the pudding. If someone's actions is not in truth, it's not the Lord. You can actually have... Okay. Oh my God. I must have said this within the last three days. I probably said it about five times. You can have a good motive for doing something. A really pure motive. But go about the wrong way in action of carrying it out. You know what I mean? 
oh my God, there's so many examples of that. And if there's destruction, if there's strife, if there's confusion and conflict that has occurred from your action or someone else's action, then it's not in truth and it's not in love. Okay. I don't, and I tell people all the time, you don't have to tell me what their motive was because I get the motive. Okay. I can clearly see they, they had a very good motive, but if they went about doing it the wrong way, it's not love. It's something else. And, you know, I, I don't even know what that something else is. It could be selfishness. It could be just whatever. We're not here to criticize or judge each other, but it's not love. I want you, that's why I read this verse. Uh, because I see this all the time. I hear it all the time. I deal with it myself. I help other people deal with it. But you have to know God's word to even understand what makes this true. And I hear so many people give excuses. No, it's not love. If the action caused a problem, if the action hurt someone else, if the action uh, literally damaged a relationship, caused division, if, if there was strife and confusion, we're talking about an action now, I'm not talking about words. Uh, please hear me. If someone else's action caused confusion, it was not done in love or truth or both. You need to know who's around you. Be careful who you have around you. Oh, I can't say this enough. Be careful who you have around you. Be careful what they're doing. Watch them. The Lord will show you things for a reason. I was just talking to a friend yesterday. Oh my goodness. I was just talking to a friend yesterday who said this, another friend of theirs who she just introduced me to, who I really don't know. She said, well, this person is doing so-and-so, so-and-so. And she said, I saw it before. Now I really see it. I said, well, pay attention to what the Lord is showing you. Do not make excuses for it. The proof is in the pudding. Okay. There's a re I said, you know, you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You pray and you believe the Lord starts showing us things. he started exposing things for a reason. The Lord filters out the bad to show you the good. Okay. Because sometimes we can't see the good when we're, we're, we kind of get used to the bad, unfortunately. In other words, we make excuses for someone behave. Oh, they're a good person. Well, they can be a good person, but they can still do some things that's, that, you know, that's not in truth or in love. Well, a couple of things going to happen here. You can pray and intercede. You can help them understand what they're doing. They don't receive and that's no, you can't control that. You can still pray for them. You can still love them. But we're talking about action here, love. And if you have sincere love in your heart for someone, the Lord is going to show you what's sincere and not sincere about them. Okay, please hear me. This is critical right here. This separates the wheat from the chaff when it comes to big boy and big girl relationships. Okay, it truly, truly does. You got to look at these things because when we overlook it, let me make sure I say this carefully, because a lot of people do. And this is very common and typical when we overlook it. Anything the Lord wants to do in our lives gets diminished. Okay, you have to protect the calling on your life, the anointing on your life, the destiny God has for you. You have to protect all that by when the Lord show you something, take it seriously. When you overlook it, you cannot get anywhere. You start walking around in circles for years like the Israelites. Who do you want to be like? You want to be like Joshua and Caleb that made it or you want to be like the Israelites that never made it? The Israelites had really good intentions when they left Egypt. They really did. Okay, I won't go there, but you get the point. But they had a harmful way of showing their love for the Lord. Okay, let's keep going. 
We're going to go down to uh, verse 19. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Oh, this is so good. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. So it's important that our hearts condemn us. This is what it's basically saying. And this is his command to believe in the name of the son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Those who keep his commands live in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Oh my goodness. Great. Just, you know, I talk about this all the time. I feel it all the time. And I'm so thankful for the power of the Holy Spirit for knowing these things by the spirit he gave us. I love literally have gotten to a point in my life where oh it's just this morning um I was not happy about something I shared it with someone they said Cordelia uh maybe you should not look at it that way and then the Holy Spirit immediately said this person's right I said okay you're right you know you gotta give proof where you gotta give credit where it's due right when the Lord shows you the proof then this is the power of the Holy Spirit the Lord says you need to apologize. Okay, I apologize. That's probably not the best way of looking at it. This is critical here. This is this is what the Lord does because this verse just says that when we walk in him, he shows us these things. So there's absolutely nothing I can do right now in my life where the Lord's not going to say, okay, wait a minute. Let's go back and take a look at this. He's going to convict me. He's going to show me things where I'm wrong. He's going to congratulate me and show me he's proud of me. And he's going to show me things that I would not be able to see myself in my fleshly eyes. Now, I'm going to brag about the Holy Spirit right now because I, I, this is what he's telling me to do. So, literally, I was having a um, a moment of praise. Where I was just praising the Lord. I was listening to a song and I was praising him and praising him by saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Have you ever had one of those moments where you're just calling out Jesus' name over and over and over and over and over again? And by the time you get that third Jesus out, the Holy Spirit takes over and you cannot stop calling the name of Jesus. And this is not a loud thing, by the way. This is just a spiritual Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I can do it in my class. No one even know I'm doing it. And so I'm calling his name out over and over and over again. So I feel like I'm just prevailing in prayer because there's that name is so powerful. If there's anything around me in the spiritual realm that should not be there, it has left instantly in Jesus name. It's left. If there's anything in me that shouldn't be there, it has left uh, in Jesus name. And it usher in more of the power of the Holy Spirit. So just calling his name over and over and over again. Lord, I need you. I need you. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Everything is being said when I'm saying Jesus over. I must have said it maybe 30 times. I don't know. I lost count. The next morning, I'm in prayer again. And I have this vision. Oh, it was a very clear, obvious vision from the Holy Spirit. I have this vision that I'm sitting in this Roman stadium, I don't need, I've never been in a Roman stadium before. I'm just showing you what it looked like in my vision. I'm in this Roman stadium and I'm sitting kind of like in the hallway of the stadium where you walk off the stair part where you're going to go out. And I'm sitting there and the Holy Spirit, well, the Holy Spirit brought this up to me. But Jesus, that's what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> the actual man, Jesus, walks up to me. And he has on this jersey, 
with red sleeves and a white shirt. And they had the letter A on it. And the A had a circle that was red above the letter A. And he walks and he's smiling. He never says anything to me. As he gets closer, I can't see him. Um, Something happens where he comes and he hugs me. Now, I didn't see him walk up to me as he walks close. It's like he disappeared. But we're in the spiritual realm at this moment. And he hugs me and I collapse in his arms. And then as he walks away, he all of a sudden appears again to me in the vision. So he hugs me in the spiritual realm and comes away from me. And I see him again. He's walking away. He looks back again. He smiles at me. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. I cannot tell you what that meant to me. I can't explain to you how that made me feel. All I know is that whatever was on me before that happened lifted And the joy of the Lord came on me so much. I was just so restored. So much restoration is the word that I I felt more than anything. And when he walked away, I felt like when the vision was over, the Lord was just so proud of me. Well, you know, I needed that because I didn't think that before it happened. I I did not think that at all, actually. Um, I was thinking I wasn't handling things properly. I was thinking I was letting things bother me. I was thinking that maybe I'm not dealing with it per- appropriately. You know, natural things that you think. But the fact that he came up and hugged me, this has never happened before. And, you know, and the fact that he kept smiling told me a lot. And it just confirmed to me not only just the love that we have when we're walking in him, but that it says in verse 24, those who keep his commands, we're talking about the commands of love, live in him and he live in them. And this, we know that he lives in us. We know by the spirit he gave us. It's just confirmation of that. I think that when you are choosing to walk in love, when you're choosing to love the Lord and follow and you trust the Lord and you're you're just receiving everything he has for you when it comes to situations that don't seem perfect, the, the enemy just wants to throw so much out at you when it comes to mindful things. You know, I was carnally mindful of me, like thinking, okay, I'm not dealing with this right. I was carnally mindful of maybe I'm too angry. Maybe I'm not angry enough. Maybe I didn't put my foot down fast enough. Maybe this shouldn't have happened. There's all kinds of things. We're talking about multiple situations, okay? I'm not talking about one specific thing. But the fact that I chose to praise and call out the name of Jesus, I sacrificed and praise. And that meant everything to me because I felt that by the time I got to my last Jesus call, I I felt like I prevailed. I didn't know what the Lord was going to do. But the next morning, the Lord has said to me in that vision, I heard you. I was there with you. My spirit is with you. Just know that you're doing the right thing. That meant a lot. And then you leave a vision like that and you're so restored. Then the next day happens and you go, how do I get this back? (laughs) Once again, love and faith. Love and faith. Love and faith. That's how you keep it. It should never go anywhere. It should be the, the devil just wants you to distract you and think that, you know what? It's not there. No, it's always there. The Holy Spirit never leaves us. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We feel forsaken in our flesh, but he will. He's always there. So I want you to keep this in mind. He's always there. Okay. With that vision that I had and that prayer, think about, I want you to think about this. I know I'm not saying it because it's not enough time and the Lord's just not bringing it to my memory right now. Think about what I had to go through to sit down and call Jesus' name that many times. Think about how unpleasant I must have felt before that occurred. 
I want you, when was the last time you felt this unpleasant? Probably every day for some people. Think about it. Think about uh, the persecution, the attacks, the, the endurance. The, you know, there are times when I'm sitting here, like I do this podcast in my closet because it's a complete quietness here. But there are times I have sat here in my closet and I'm thinking, Lord, how am I even doing this? How? How am I doing this? Only by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord only wants us to go to him. So the Lord has made sure there's no one around except for me to go to him. In the flesh, that's not possible because we naturally want to talk to somebody that can actually say the words back. And we want to hear something quick for a resolution. Well, the Bible doesn't say we're supposed to do that, right? Matter of fact, there's no examples in the Bible that actually says that. Even when you hear uh, people talk, they got answers like Ruth and Naomi. When they were talking, they still got their answers from the Lord when they were helping each other. And through that, they changed the whole nation of people. Right. So this is the kind of friendship you have to have. So a lot of times I'm sitting here thinking there is absolutely no one I can really talk to about this who can truly understand. And I kid you not, the second I'm thinking that I could probably leave my closet, the phone will ring, somebody I haven't talked to in a long time. And they'll say, hey, this is blah, blah, blah. They even give me a prophetic word, which I'm not necessarily looking for. And I'm not saying they're giving me a prophetic word intentionally. They'll start talking and they'll say something prophetic and they have no idea they just said it. And they've summed up what I just went through, what they're going through, and what we can do together to get through it. You understand what I'm talking about? He sends you someone every time when you're least expecting it, okay? Unbelievable. The Lord is just so amazing. We're talking about power here, okay? We're talking about power. Power from the Holy Spirit, all right? Power, power, power. That's so important. We only have our power from the Holy Spirit. Remember that. You have a lot of power when you're walking in faith and love. Somebody that's walking in hatred and have and is not a believer and have no faith, they cannot help you. Okay, I'm going to say it again. They cannot help you, all right? I, they cannot help you with the things you truly need help with. Now, can they help you bring a box or lift stuff or move? Of course they can. But the Bible says, be careful fellowshipping with unbelievers. What does light and darkness have in common? All right? I, this is something I had, the first thing I learned when I first moved to California. I didn't think anything was wrong with it. Well, I found out quickly it was. <laughs> the hard way, okay? The hard way. The Lord removes people out of, your, out of our lives when he truly cares about us. They literally walked away from my life, the ones that were unbelievers, because they couldn't get themselves together and thought that my life was so great, which is great because the truth is, what does light and darkness have? Especially if they're not going to receive the Lord Jesus after you've talked to them about it. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying this for a reason. Matter of fact, I can start talking on this podcast. I don't know where God is taking me sometimes. I, I honestly don't know. But let me end with this note. First John, fourth chapter. Uh, I'm going to start now. You know, it's interesting. I I have my glasses on. The writing is so small, but I'm starting at verse 16. First John fourth chapter 16th verse. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Who around you can say they can count on you because they know that you're walking with the Lord and they know you're walking in love? Who can count on you and and believe that about you? I want everybody around me to know that about me. Now, I'm going to say something here because people get this confused. The Lord was a God of order 
And he was a God of boundaries. He was a God of love. Now, one of the boundaries, for example, let's talk about when they were in the temple gambling and Jesus came in there with a whip. Now, that's a boundary. That's that was too much. They took it too far. So, of course, Jesus loves them, but he had to create that boundary of getting them out of there because he, the house of God was too sacred and holy for them to do that in there. And he created a boundary. You will not do this in my father's house. OK, so that's how you have to walk. A lot of times people think, OK, Cordelia, this is what my kids tell me and people around me tell me. OK, this is what they say. They say, Cordelia, you are a person of. What is the word? I, I, I can't tell you there's a specific word, but I am a person of order and I am a person that I have to draw the line. And that doesn't mean that I'm a person of just, um, you know, somebody that can't be told or corrected. OK, I'm going to make sure I put it like that. But you have to walk in the authority that the Lord has given you. I now can say I am walking in the complete authority the Lord has given me. Is there more to learn? Absolutely, yes. Do I have a ways to go? Absolutely, yes. But I know who I am. Meaning that you have to draw a boundary in that and so do you, okay? Love does not mean let people walk all over you like a doormat. There is a boundary and you have to create those boundaries. And when people see you creating those boundaries, sometimes they think, oh, that's not the best thing to do. Yes, it is. If you're following the Holy Spirit, sometimes nobody understands that. I've had to draw lines with my family. They don't like it. They say, oh, you shouldn't be that way. You have to, because you're not only protecting the, I'm protecting the anointing on my life and you have to do the same thing, but you, they also need to know you can't cross that line. That's what love is. And so it comes down to this. Everybody around me know that I am walking in the Lord. I'm living in the Lord. And you're not going to live your life like the way the rest of the world is living their lives. You're not going to make decisions like the rest of the world. And you're not going to respond and react like the rest of the world. But you do know, they should know that you stand for what's perfect in God's love. And that God's love means you love them. You love them. And they can come to you knowing that you know, this is somebody that's in the love of God. Some people stay away from you because of that. They don't want to deal with it. That's, that's, that's what's in them, keeping them away. But do they truly know that? And they know it by what? Your actions. I'm going to say it again. They know it by what? Your actions. Your actions. Not the words that you speak, because that should be consistent too. But we're talking about action right now for the sake of talking about action. <laughs> How do they know that? By the fruit that you bear. A good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. So we have to know that when we're choosing faith and love, we have to walk in it. It has to be shown in our actions, the way we treat others, the way we treat ourselves. Okay. Standing for what's right in the sight of the Lord. Make sure I say that. And we're walking in the will of God for our lives. That means a whole lot. And I'm going to pick up on the next podcast, but I just want to make sure I continue to say that it is your faith that causes this love to be shown. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that causes your love to be exemplified in everything that you say and do. Don't forget that. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Love at Cardelia.com. Little Diet of Relationship Truths. I would love for you to get that book. If you don't already have it, send me an email what you think about it. I would love to hear from you. If nothing else, remember Jesus loves you, so do I, and I'll see you next time.